Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts with John Stephenson. John understands the importance of being prepared. Through rain, rocks, and snow, he has seen it all and survived. He has seen major disasters like Mount St. Helens and how vehicles were stopped in the street from the volcanic ash. Earthquakes, too, including the Loma Prieta earthquake, which felt like it wouldn't stop shaking. People were without electricity and could not hardly buy groceries or gasoline. The homeless lit bonfires in the streets. The Bay Bridge and other freeways were broken. God only knows what will be next. Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts by John Stephenson. We invite Jesus Christ to guide us as we examine how our preparations can be used to preserve the lives of ourselves, our family, and others. In my early years, I would go camping in remote locations. This taught me that I always wanted to have some extra provisions with me so that just in case some kind of a surprise happened, I could still get out of there and not go hungry. I've faced roads that have slid out, trees across roads, and mud, snow, and sand barriers. A few times, I have awoken to find a foot of snow on my sleeping bag. (laughs) It was thrilling. You want to have what you need right on hand to get you through that rough spot. And you want to have an attitude that shouts, where there is a will, there is a way. Whether it is you or someone else in a difficult position, it is of extreme importance to give comfort and to show hope. This reflects the hope and comfort which God gives us. He shows us examples of this in his Bible. God has also given us a rational mind to show us the importance of preparing in this life and preparing for the next life. Everyone has a different approach to what our preparedness needs are and to what our desires are. I urge you to look at what yours are. That is to say, what are the difficulties that you want to prepare for? And then after you have them figured out, take the steps, maybe in weekly increments, to complete those preparations. You could work on everything all at once, but really it's just too expensive to do that, to prepare all at one time. And besides, your ideas usually improve over time as you look at what you really need. There are emergency preparedness kits that are very good, but they're a little bit expensive, and probably they won't cover everything well enough that you want to see that is important to you. So make this examination now before an emergency arises. You keep the basics in mind, air, water, food, and warmth. And with this, consider that you won't have electricity. So you'll want to have flashlights and a radio and plenty of batteries Batteries are good. And if your loved ones know that you are prepared, it will greatly reduce their anxiety about you. Likewise, if your loved ones are prepared, it will greatly reduce your anxiety about them. And that will make it so you're able to get through any difficulty much easier without the anxiety. So, All in all, it's good to be prepared, and I hope you begin to take steps today to see what kind of things you would want to have on hand. Start your preparations now before there is an urgent need, and what you want is hard to find. Stores, they really do run out of things with surprising frequency. So get the things well in advance. As for today... Give thanks to God for the blessings that we do have each and every day. Your letters with questions or donations are important. John Stephenson, P.O. Box 7222, Chico, California, 95927. 
Email prepareforgod at usa.com or call 628-7222. Thank you for listening to Preparedness Thoughts on KKXX. My Savior called to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. Settle up your horses. Welcome to Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter. This is the program that proclaims liberty to the captives of our beloved nation, where truth trumps political correctness, where the uncompromised word of God exposes the works of darkness and sets free those held hostage behind the iron curtain of a shamelessly biased media. For God has called us to stand for truth, and having done all to stand, we will stand. It's time to fight the good fight of faith to preserve our country, our families, fortunes, and sacred honor to protect our property, our schools, and yes, maybe even salvage some of our churches. America, we have a trail to blaze. It's time to saddle up. It's time to ride. Now, here is your host of Red Sky Radio, Rob Walter. Well, hello, America, and welcome to Red Sky Radio and the Red Sky Radio Ranch, where we ride hard for the brand, the brand of Jesus. Christ, that's it. That's we ride for the brand, and I. This program, it's we're what we're in about our third or fourth week now in the Phoenix area. We've had good response. Um, as I've said before, we start this program with good news. Try to end with good news or at least encouraging news. In between, it's an e-ticket ride. So hang on after we get going here. But lest I forget, if you want to reach me, you can do so. Info at redskyradio.net. Info at redskyradio.net. You can hear this program uh, at redskyradio.net, or you can go to uh, kfnx.com, and you can find the program and and, um, get the podcast. And we're going to continue to make podcasts easier and easier to get. I'm learning there, folks. Please uh, just be patient, but we are getting there. They are available on podcasts. You need to go to the station, but next time I'm going to have a direct link for you. For those of you who do podcasting, you can just pop it in and you will pull up the um, most recent program, which will be posted within probably one day of, of, of the uh, of broadcast. Um, anyway, I know that I covered this maybe ad nauseum last week. Maybe you got tired of this issue. I apologize for that. But I'm not quite done with this whole thing about Pope Francis. And this horrific homosexual sodomization of young boys that is going on inside the Catholic Church. A lot of places noticed but undealt with, known about but left covered up. But this is a, but I told you we we're going to start with the good news. The good news here is that on occasion, and this week is one of those occasions where a Hollywood actor or actress comes out on the right side of something. I mean, do you know how seldom that happens? I mean, I know of, uh, of an actress. She is, um, well, I'll give you a little clue. She was on Charlie's Angels, okay? Um, and she had said, because uh, it lived not too far from her when we lived in California, had made the comment that if she opened up in Hollywood about her faith and how she believed in things, she would never get another acting job. Now, is that, I mean, I, mean, I don't know how much the person's worth, $10 million, $100 million, $50 million. I don't care. Do they really need another acting job? Does it stroke their ego to get another acting job? Are they going to deny their faith, so to speak, when they are supposed to speak up? You know, God has no use for that. I, You know what? I don't care whether you're on the left or the right. If you're a hypocrite, I really have no use for you. I have no use for people who say one thing and do another, regardless of their political stripes. They're called, they're called lukewarm in Scripture, and, and it's a pretty strong comment. 
Jesus says that he vomits them out of his mouth, those that are lukewarm. He can't stand. They're putrid. He pukes them out of his mouth, those who are lukewarm. I mean, they're pretty strong words, aren't they? Yeah, they sure are. So I applaud this actress, Patricia Heaton. I don't know her personally. I mean, I don't know of her even indirectly. I mean, I don't know the name, but there's a gazillion names. I mean, if you said there's J-Lo walking down the street, I wouldn't know who you're talking about. I would not recognize J-Lo. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care. Couldn't give a rat's rear end about who J-Lo is or Miley Cyrus or any of these other names. I mean, I see him. I hear about him. I see him in the news. You know what? I just don't really care. I'm not moved by those kinds of people being caught up in their, their world. But when somebody takes a risk, like the person that I was speaking of here a minute ago who refused to take a risk, would rather apparently deny the Lord than to confess him, which is a bad place to be, but to know that it's the right thing to do to speak up and then to be silent, shame on everyone. I've got no use for you people. Those people are in the way. They're not part of the way. They're in the way. But Patricia Heaton, she she took after the Pope. She went after the Pope. She's an outspoken Christian conservative, and she's not backing down whether she gets any other acting jobs or not. God bless her for taking this stand. So she went, uh, she took to task the um, the pontiff, I guess as you could call him, and so she tweeted out, she said here, um, could the pontiff just release all the records himself and save everyone a lot of unnecessary time and trouble, right? Stop trying to paint obfuscation and cover up as some kind of heroic act. Obfuscation meaning where you purposefully muddy or muddle the appearance of something so as to disguise it. So this is what the uh, the Pope PR department, the Pope PPR, the Pope P- uh, Pope PBD, I guess. Pope PR department. Okay, whatever. Says, I think you may be confusing the Pope with the CEO of a corporation who, is justif- who has to justify himself to shareholders. The Holy See is a sovereign state. It doesn't release records, nor does the Pope respond to lobbies or pressure groups. Keeping some things private is not a cover-up. Okay, so here's the Popus. Here, the Highness, your Highness Popus here, going on defensive. Because he doesn't have the guts to do the right thing. Because he doesn't know what the right thing is. But here's Patricia Heaton's response. She didn't back down. She said, and I quote, My grandmother had 15 children, Catholic mother of the year. My father sent all five of us to Catholic school on a reporter's low salary and faithfully tithed to the parish, Boys Town, and Mary Knoll Missions. My sister is a Nashville Dominican. Transparency now. I don't care if every previous pope is exposed. My allegiance is not to any man or institution, but only to Christ crucified and risen, who warned that it would be better to drown with a millstone around your neck than to cause his little ones to stumble. Now, this is an incredible passage. I have I, There's not many biblical passages I mention on the air. This is not a seminary program. This is a political program, but politics is and should be influenced by values, and values emanate from somewhere, either from your parents, from the Bible, from Islam, wherever you go to for your values, they should, in, they should impact how you vote, think, walk, talk, and invest, as far as I'm concerned. But this is a passage I quote frequently, where Jesus said it's better to have a millstone tied around your neck and be thrown into the depths of the sea than to lead one of these little ones astray. Now, that doesn't bode well for a lot of teachers in California and some other states where they're absolutely spiritually and emotionally molesting the children with every sort of ungodliness that you could think of. From every form of sexual debauchery to abortion, look, I tell you, I don't live in California anymore, but if I did and I was going to start a business, I'd start, I'd go into the millstone business. It'd be, it would be boom time. 
in a lot of places, the left coast and then the east coast, and a few places in between, like Illinois, who can't seem to quit shooting and killing each other. No, this is, and the point that why this is so relevant, you can save the hate mail, you can save anything that, this is so solid, 46% of all homosexual men, 46%, now these are only the ones who admit it, the number is probably twice this when you consider all those who don't dare to admit it. But almost half of all homosexual men admit openly they were sexually abused as a boy. Are they all Catholics? I don't know. Probably a bunch of them. They served as uh, alder boy or candle boy or something and got mauled and molested by some wacko homo priest. Folks, this is sickness. This is rottenness to the core. That's why you just need to kiss this Popus Highness goodbye. If he can't stand up for truth, get him out of the way. He's part of the problem. Now, I thought the Pope's response this week was just, I, I was incredulous when I saw the Pope's response. Now, first of all, just sort of keep in mind, this is a Pope that hates Donald Trump. Uh, doesn't like what he does. I don't think he likes him as a person, whatever. Uh, and he's really made no bones about the fact that fact. And keep in mind, for a couple of years now, everybody has said uh, Trump tweets too much. Well, maybe he does. Possibly he does. And sometimes I wish he would tone it down. I'm not going to de- deny that. Just lay off. You don't have to respond to everybody who calls you something. Like the quote that I gave you a couple of weeks ago from Winston Churchill. You don't need to stop and respond to every barking dog that you pass. Just keep moving sometimes, and he needs to do that. But where Obama surprised everybody through social media and captured the presidency with the help of some illegal votes and voter fraud, but nonetheless, you know, he got there. It blew everybody away that by social media, i.e. Twitter, Donald Trump could then beat Hillary Clinton. But here's the Pope who doesn't like Trump, and Trump who's always criticized for his use of Twitter. Here's the Pope. Pope Francis, from the Vatican hierarchy, took to Twitter. That's right. You heard me right. The Pope has gone Twitter now. The Pope's Highness is now a Twitter freak. He has decided that you can't beat him, join him. Apparently, he's going to use the tool that Donald Trump used so effectively to help himself get elected, because he's going to take to it now. The Pope is going Twitter. Took to Twitter to issue another of his cryptically, and this I'm quoting Ben Shapiro here, his cryptically new AG nostrums. He said, quote, this is the Pope. We Christians are not selling a product. We are communicating a lifestyle, end quote. Now, when you have a gazillion priests sodomizing eight gazillion little boys, turning them into homosexuals, that's the the lifestyle, Pope Highness, you, you are trying to communicate? Well, needless to say, he uh, took that Twitter down. Um, and then, amazingly, the media comes out, the liberal media. This is just mind-blowing. I've got a lot to say about the media today. The liberal media is bashing the conservative media for calling out the Pope for his gross nonfeasance and malfeasance. Nonfeasance is when there's something you know you ought to do and you don't do it. Malfeasance is something you know you shouldn't do or something that you must do and you don't do it when you know you must do it or you do it when you know you shouldn't. That's malfeasance. Malfeasance is bad. Nonfeasance is negligence. It's probably both. But the liberal media is bashing conservative media for calling out the Pope. I want to quote Shapiro. He said, quote, it's telling that the Pope's greatest defenders these days are media outlets that actually despise biblical Christianity. Listen to that. It's telling that the Pope's greatest defenders these days are media outlets that despise biblical Christianity, all of which suggests that the media's agenda here isn't the defense of children, 
or objective journalism, but advocacy on behalf of a Vatican hierarchy promoting political progressivism under the guise of the most powerful and religious institution on the planet. Thanks, Ben. That was well said. But that's not all. There is something else that's even more mind-boggling that the press is not covering about the Pope's comments. When he came back to Twitter, I'll tell you when we come back from this ad. We'll be right back. This is Rob Walter with Red Sky Radio. Don't go away. Hi, this is Rob Walter, and I want you to know that we have officially moved our real estate services to Arizona. We focus on helping people with the sale or purchase of their commercial or an investment real estate. And in addition, I bring 30 years of my California legal and tax experience to the table to help support those new clients with the intricacies of buying and selling of their commercial and investment real estate. Contact me, Rob Walter, at info at redskyradio.net. You will not find us on Facebook. No, not now, not ever. Contact me, Rob Walter, at info at redskyradio.net. back. This is Rob Walter with Red Sky Radio. I got to finish this thing and be done with this thing about the Pope, but folks, it keeps growing. It is so serious. Folks, I to my Catholic brothers and sisters out there, I can only tell you, look, you don't have to obey somebody who's in gross disobedience. You, there's no holy see over in Rome. My goodness sakes. There is no, you don't have to take orders from this guy when all he does is emit odors. Look, you say, hey, hey, you're not respecting the person. You're right, I have no respect for the person. I have no respect for the office of Pope. It's not biblically based. It's artificially created. I've got no use for the guy. But I have, but I would give due respect to somebody who at least does their duties correctly and has a basic sound morality but this guy doesn't. This guy doesn't when he just would, would to protect himself or to protect the so-called reputation of the Vatican will just let who knows how many thousands of little boys get sodomized by homos. You say, oh, gosh, you said homos. Well, I'm sorry. Hey, people say you're homophobic. Well, I'm not. Uh, uh, no, that's not true. I do not fear homos. People say, oh, you call them homos. Well, wait a minute. You use, you use the term. You use the word homophobic, so I'm just using the word you use. Look, I have homosexual friends. They know exactly how I feel. I love them. I witness to them. But it doesn't change the situation. That what this Pope is doing is absolutely disastrous. When this whole thing is done, there shouldn't be one stinking dime of money left in the coffers at the Vatican. They need to have their rear end sued, and sued. their fanny needs to be hanging in the smokehouse when this thing is done. But that's not all. i got to go to this other thing about the Pope's Highness here this week. He went back to Twitter. And when he went back to Twitter, this is what he said. And I'm going to quote. Hang on. I ask, quoting, I ask our blessed mother to intercede for the healing of survivors of abuse. End quote. I ask our blessed mother to intercede for the healing of survivors of abuse. Look, I know who he's talking about, but this is one of these you know, unbiblical, diabolical concoctions of the church that somehow Mary is sitting up there interceding for the healing of the survivors of abuse. What happened to Jesus? Is he just persona non gratis here? What is he just chump change? I mean, what is he just, uh, what is he? Look, Mary's dead. Maybe she's alive in heaven, but she's not interceding. The fact of the matter is, 
In fact, I'm going to re- I do not do this often on the program, but I'm going to read you a biblical verse from my Catholic brothers and sisters for you to understand why the Catholic Church has not allowed you or wanted you to ever read the Bible because you might bump into the truth as it relates to Mary here. This is heretical. And it just points to the further disqualification of this guy in the position. There's a person in Luke, book of Luke 11, who approaches Jesus. And it says, And it came to pass, as Jesus spoke these things, that a certain woman lifted up her voice and said unto Jesus, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that you have sucked. What what she's doing is she is venerating Mary to this very high position. Blessed is the womb that bare thee and the breast that you have sucked. And Jesus said, rather, in other words, instead, rather means instead, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. You hear what Jesus is saying? Look, more blessed than my my natural mother, which I might add, if Mary didn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God, if she didn't believe that, she'd go to hell. I mean, she you know she had the opportunity. If she rejected him, there is no special place for her absent her own belief in her Son as a Messiah. And Jesus really makes that point when he says. Well, not instead of instead of her being blessed, the ones that are really blessed are those that hear my word and they obey it. That's all you got to do to be more blessed than Mary. So knock it off, Popus Shemopus. Quit misleading everybody in this area. Okay. But the media, I want to come back to the media here. I'm done with the Pope. I guess there's not a limb left on him now that I have done a DNC on um, the Pope. But anyway, if the media's bias here, do you know why they cover for the Pope? Because the Pope doesn't like Donald Trump. You All you have to do is find out who likes or doesn't like Trump, and then you'll find out which way the media goes. Oh, look, I'm not here to knock John McCain. I'm not here to lift him up or knock him. You know, as, a, as Scripture says, he stands or falls before God on his own. I, I don't have to do anything with respect to McCain. Lift him up or take him down. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to get sucked into that. But here's the deal. John McCain and, and Donald Trump did not get along. So much so that, that John McCain said he didn't want Trump to come to his funeral. So why wouldn't, why would he, why wouldn't he go play golf? My gosh, was it, I mean, Obama was golfing after Benghazi, but no problem there. They didn't get on Obama for golfing during, after the whole Benghazi thing, no. And a few other times that he couldn't have cared less about what was going on. I forgot the other uh, massacre that he, uh, his response was he, cut, he just cut it short. I know what it was. It was the shooting, I think, at Fort Hood. He started that speech with the day that the Fort Hood shooting with that wacko Muslim, uh, Nadal Hassan, or whatever his name was. And he said he'd, he started out by doing shout-outs, gave a little short speech, and went golfing. So don't, don't give me the Trump thing about golfing. I don't care what he does. He wasn't invited to, to the funeral, so that's it. But the media who hated John McCain until John McCain hated Donald Trump. If, let me ask you. If he didn't hate Trump so much, would the media have knighted John McCain? Would they have proclaimed him to be a virtual saint if, in fact, he did not hate Trump? No. You had everybody singing his praises with people crying here and there. And I'm not saying he wasn't a good man. I, don't, I never met the guy. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, there's stories on both sides of what he did and didn't do. And, and I'm not calling him out for his earlier life of carelessness, recklessness, and bravado. That's well established. And, and that it doesn't matter. And, and I'm one says it doesn't matter how you start out. It only matters how you end. I know he voted down the repeal of Obamacare, and that really bothered me, voted down the repeal. And some other things, he, you know, he did some good things and some things I didn't like. 
But the media had no use for him when he was running for president. No, they were in love with Obama. They were carrying Obama's water. They didn't care about John McCain at any stage of his career until the end when he has a fight and he's basically at fisticuffs, verbal fisticuffs with Trump. Now the media loves McCain. Media adores McCain. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then, oh my gosh, we love him. We've always loved him. Chucky Schumer's up there trying to fight back fake tears. But that's the media. The media is out to divide us. So much so. I, I got to share this. I wasn't going to, but I'm going to. I, I got to. Donald Trump made a comment, and this isn't about Trump. This is about the media and how much they hate him. But in hating him, they're just, honestly, they're just, they've prostituted their profession. They really, truly have. They're worthless. Journalism isn't journalism anymore. It's propagandism. That's what it's turned into. So here's a headline, one of numerous headlines that read this way or almost, almost exactly like this, close to word for word, and you'll get this. Trump warns change would come violently if Republicans lose in midterms. You got that? Trump warns change would come violently if Republicans lose in midterms. And very small variations on that. What does that headline say to you? What are the liars, the deceivers in the media conveying? What this, the way they have worded it is to convey that if the Republicans lose, they're going to be violent. That is clearly the implication. It's what they intend. It's why those lies, lousy, lying, loser, leftist lemmings that dominate the media, and keep in mind 92% of journalists vote Democrat, that's exactly what they want you to believe. Exactly. Now, let's go look at what he actually said. Here's what Trump said. I want to quote. He's addressing the evangelicals here from a week and a half ago or so. He said, quote, you, you are one election away from losing everything that you've got. They will overturn, if the Republicans lose, he was saying, but they said they, meaning the Democrats, will overturn everything that we have done. It's not Republicans overturning everything they've done. He obviously means Democrats. Republicans would not overturn everything Republicans have done. So he said they will, they will overturn everything that we've done, and they will do it quickly and violently. All, end quote. All Trump has said is what I have been saying, that if the Republicans lose, the Democrats, drunk on their own power, feeling that they now have the high road of morality, somehow their decrepit immorality, nonetheless, will, will absolutely bash our systems. They will criminalize so many things that we call good and righteous. In an effort to correct Trump, they will drastically overcorrect and will be in a civil war by guns, by ammo, be prepared. That's another program which we will do down the road. But do you see how the media lies? Do you see their gross deception? Do you see how they obvious they take something that is true? He made this comment, but they pick oh, just a few words out of there, and then they make up their own headlines. It's nauseating. It's sickening. It's disgusting. And it doesn't stop with that media. Of course, it goes to social media. And I, in fact, I even wanted to just test it, which I did earlier this week, because there was this big story about how the head of the Democrat Party in California had issued a boycott of In-N-Out because they gave $25,000 to the GOP, which you all have heard about. And I'm not going to talk about, with the exception of one particular thing, which no one else has talked about. But just to test the bias of the media, I went into Google, and whatever is the closest thing to your search request pops up first, right? So what was my request? 
companies that give to Democrats. So, you know, in and out was supposed to give gave to the GOP. So I want to know companies that give to Democrats. Do you know the very first hit, the very first link was Fortune 500 companies that give the most money to Republicans? That's Google. I didn't ask them about Republicans. I asked them about the Democrats. But they got their agenda. We'll be right back. Red Sky Radio is looking for the few, the proud, and the brave to sponsor portions of this program. There has never been a better time to advertise on Red Sky Radio. We've recently launched in Arizona, and the response has been outstanding. Arizona and Las Vegas need this program, and we will do everything we can to help your business grow in a rapidly expanding market of incredibly loyal listeners. So if you're in Las Vegas or the greater Phoenix area, contact us at info at redskyradio.net and find out what Red Sky Radio can do for your business. We are back. This is Rob Older with Red Sky Radio. Just to complete that point before the break, Google. And do this. Just do this on your own. It's a wonderful, lovely experiment, folks. Just type in something that you know leftists really, really wouldn't like and throw it on Google like I did. Companies, names of companies that give to Democrats. And my first hit is Fortune 500 companies giving the most money to Republicans. So there you go. Uh, but do it on here. Just find something and you'll find out that do, uh, it is not a level playing field as they would have you believe. But I want to go, like I said, I, I really didn't want to spend any time, and I'm not to speak to speak of anyway, going to spend the time on the head of the California Democrat Party calling for a boycott of in and out I mean, how stupid is this? I mean, I know... I know guys from Lockheed and aerospace places that when uh, they were on a full expense account would come from some part of the country to where we used to live in San Inez, which was near Vandenberg Air Force Base, which was a launch site for rockets. And these guys would not, they, they've got a decent expense account to go out to eat. But they don't go to some big honking steakhouse, which they could. I mean, they didn't go there every night. No, one of the nights they all went to In-N-Out, where they got a great burger at a cheap price. They had a couple of double, they doubled up their double doubles and fries, and they're out the door for 10, 11 bucks, and they had 30 or 40 bucks to spend on the meal. It's a great restaurant. So the most stupid thing a Democrat could ever do is to try to boycott In-N-Out. Because, I mean, even you read what some of the Democrats say, they said, look, you're asking too much of me to boycott in and out. Well, of course, the head of the party then called off the boycott. He said, oh, we're going to call it off. But that's not what I want to share with you. I want to share you with you what the chairman of the California Democratic Party, this Eric Bauman, what he actually said in his boycott call. And no one is talking about this. Everybody has talked about what I just said, about the stupidity of it. And no one is talking about boycotting companies that do vote for Democrats. And I mean, hey, uh, check out Walt Disney. Walt Disney gives 90% of their money to Democrats. So let's just all boycott Disney World and Disneyland, okay? Just chuck it. After all, they're starting. Oh, that's, actually, it's interesting. They just decided they're now going to sell booze at Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, yeah, they're going to start. Uh, yeah, they're going to. They're going to sell booze. So that's just turned into even more fun time, huh? Well, listen to what this chairman said. And keep in mind, as I read this, this guy was voted into office, obviously, by a majority of California Democrats. This is the kind of thinking that apparently California Democrats subscribe to he referenced that tens of thousands of dollars 
been donated to the California Republican Party. It's time to boycott in and out. Let, now this is a part, let Trump and his cronies support these creeps. End quote. See, this is a part nobody has said. This is the head of the California Democrat Party, supported by, obviously, a majority of the Democrats, voted for this yin-yang, Eric Bauman, who's calling in and out a pack of creeps. This is how far detached the Democrat Party is from common sense, from morality, from critical thinking, from anything intellectual. There is they have fallen into an abyss of immorality and unintellectual thinking. No common sense. Man. Well, I don't know. When you call, this is a company that serves a great burger, really cheap, provides the highest wages of the entire fast food industry. In and out has always been above minimum wage. I mean, my son tried to get a job there 24 years ago when they paid nine bucks an hour 24 years ago. Great food, cheap price, great wages for their employees, great working conditions. Oh, yeah, I should throw in they got a scripture or two they put on the bottom of their fries or something like that. And they give $25,000 to Republicans. The Democrats think they're a pack of creeps. This is how far left the Democrat Party has gone. But I'm not done with them. You know, I was reading the other day what people are going to be like as time draws to an end. And it's that people won't be able to tolerate and handle the truth. People will draw to themselves teachers who will tickle their ears. This is from Scripture. Tickle their ears with lies. They don't want to hear the truth. In fact, not only will they not want to hear the truth, they will actually prevent people, other people, from hearing the truth. Not only will they do evil, they'll actually take joy in causing others to do evil. And I was reading this, and I just thought, this isn't just sort of your average kind of average person, this reflects the Democrat Party today. So now we get over to Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, you knew I was going to get to him today. I think he's going to be a great justice. Do I think he'll be confirmed? I don't know. It doesn't matter what I think. But I want to share this. The hearings opened the other day in the Senate where the senators have an opportunity to, to say something and uh, speak to whatever they got. I don't know. I don't know what their time limits were. But this is the nature of the Democrat Party. The, the process began, the confirmation hearing began 62 times. 62. Democrats interrupted the chairman. And just were blurting out things because do they have to pee in their pants or what? Do they have to raise their hand to be excused? No, they just can't stand Trump so much that they can't stand anything Trump touches, which in this case happens to be Kavanaugh. I mean, Richard Blumenthal, 21 times. Cory Booker, who's what a loser Booker is. 13 times. Kamala Harris, I think, nine times. Gosh, what a... What a wasted senator that is from California. California just continues to elect worse and worse people, which reflects just how bad this state is. And it's hurting. I think it's good. It's not. I talk to people all the time, even unsolicited, that said, if I could leave this state, I would be gone. If I could find a job somewhere outside, I would be outside. I want to move to America. That's what I hear. But these are the Democrats, 62 times not only are they vulgar not only are they profane they only use the f word that's just that's sort of like uh or some some uh valley girl talking like i mean well you know like i mean this was like uh well like i like like a knock off the like garbage huh 
That's, that's the frequency with which they use the F-bomb. They're profane, vulgar. Not all of them are, of course not. I do have, believe it or not, Democrat friends. They don't talk like that. They don't talk like that to me because I wouldn't stand for it. But all the ones that people are electing are talking like that, whether it's Cory Booker or whether... Because, and so add to all of this, this profanity, vulgarity, immorality. Let's just add rudeness. My thought was, are you guys always this rude or only when you have a political stage? So Kamala Harris, the statewide embarrassment of the state of California, said she had the audacity, well, or stupidity, well, I'm not sure which, and I'm not suggesting that they are mutually exclusive. In the case of Cammy, she said 90% of the, of the background of Brett Kavanaugh is hidden. It's secret. Where there's 90% of him we don't know anything about. Two responses. Number one, Brett Kavanaugh has released everything he's been required to release. Number two, how much did we know about your savior, Kamala Harris, Barack Hussein Obama? The guy who wouldn't reveal his Occidental College transcript, who wouldn't reveal his, his Columbia transcript, who wouldn't reveal his uh, passports, who wouldn't reveal his visa because uh, it would show him as a foreign student, who fought tooth and nail to, re- release, to fight releasing his birth certificate and spent $1,100,000 on legal fees to fight the release of his birth certificate. And you, Cammie Harris, baby... You little sweetie pie from California, you claim Brett Kavanaugh is hiding everything, but you've got your Mr. Transparency, better known today as Mr. Opaque, who wouldn't reveal diddly jack squat during the campaign. And you're calling out Kavanaugh, who actually has revealed what he should reveal. But you don't take your personal political savior, Barack Hussein to task for not revealing diddly other than what politically became untenable for him to continue to hide and keep secret. So throw on the profanity, the vulgarity, the rudeness, throw in the hypocrisy, and there you go. That's what you got. So I was wondering, let's tone this down a little bit. That's probably what you're saying too, aren't you? (laughs) Okay, so I was wondering, just some thoughts. I want, I want you to ponder a few thoughts, and if you have some thoughts about these thoughts, don't hesitate to contact me, info at redskyradio.net. Info at redskyradio.net. So there's a lot that is said today about women working the same hours, the same job, the same everything for less money. While there may be cases of that, and no doubt are, they never, ever, 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 ever factor in issues that would distinguish conceivably, uh, very probably, such as who's been on the job the longest, who has seniority, does time on the job and faithfulness to the company, should that translate into higher pay? And if the man's been on the job longer, does should that be a factor? Well, I would think that it probably would. So here's my question. And I've got about five or six to ask you today. These are rhetorical in nature, but you may respond if you so choose. If women do the same job for less money, then why do companies hire men to do the same job for more money? Think about it. If you could get the job done for less and men all over the place are getting paid more, then why are companies hiring men? Either they're not paying them more, or they're paying them more, and that's kind of stupid to hire the men for more when the company could make more money by hiring women for less. If women do the same job for less money, why do the companies hire men to do the same job for more money? Next question. i only got time for one more. We'll come be back in a minute. Each ISIS attack that we've had, though we haven't had any real, real recently, 
but each one seems to be a reaction to Trump policies. That's what we hear from the media all the time. But all the ISIS attacks during Obama's term were due to climate change. Remember that? That's what they said. That's what Obama's speech, he said, we wouldn't have the ISIS problem today if there weren't for climate change and all these whack jobs in the Middle East had jobs. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hi, this is Rob Waller, and I want you to know that we have officially moved our real estate services to Arizona. We focus on helping people with the sale or purchase of their commercial or an investment real estate. And in addition, I bring 30 years of my California legal and tax experience to the table to help support those new clients with the intricacies of buying and selling of their commercial and investment real estate. Contact me, Rob Walter, at info at redskyradio.net. You will not find us on Facebook. No, not now, not ever. Contact me, Rob Walter, at info at redskyradio.net. We are back. This is Rob Walter with Red Sky Radio. If you're wondering, Katmandu, Bob Seeger, why do I play it? Number one, I love the song. Number two, he's a Michigan boy. I'm a Michigan boy. I just try to give a little bit of a nod to my Michigan compatriots. Okay. Third item of I was just wondering, if Muslims want to run away from a Muslim country, which they do, when Muslims flee Muslim countries, does that mean that they're Islamophobic? Next? That one just landed where it did, huh? If liberals, just wondering here, if liberals don't believe in biological gender, and, and Democrats don't anymore, they, they're, they're fine with what, the 91, 92 gender? Well, how stupid is that? It isn't gender. There's two sexes. Male and female. That's it, folks. That's the way God created them. Created us. Anything else is a contortion and a distortion that's subsequent to birth, increasingly so due to the leftist indoctrination that plagues our government schools. They aren't public schools because they aren't for everybody. It's just what the government wants. That's why they are a government school. But if the leftists don't believe in biological gender, then why are they out there marching for women's rights? I mean, seriously. If gender is a non-issue, they don't believe in biological gender. You can be anything you want. I said about four years ago, long before it had ever been said anywhere else, I said, I want to be, I'm transracial. Look, I got probably uh, a library of over 300 45s, 45 RPMs from Michigan, Soul Country, Motown. I got everything from James and Bobby Purify to the ink spots. I got it all. I still got them. I said, hey, I'm, on a, I'm transracial. Who are you to say I'm not? Well, I, obviously that's stupid to say that, but the, I did that to make the point. This whole thing of declaring that you're something else, but that's where that's where the leftists are. Nobody is anything anymore. So, if nobody is anything anymore, why are they marching for women's rights? Because women don't mean anything anymore, theoretically, right? Well, last one. Just wondering if Democrats don't want Russians meddling in our affairs in our elections. If the Democrats are complaining about Russian meddling, then why do they think it's all right to give illegals the right to vote? Which they already have in California. If you don't want foreigners meddling in your elections, why is it all right to give illegals the right to vote? Well, Robert Rob Walter, no, I'm sorry, wrong email. Info at redskyradio.net if you've got a comment on that. Last thing I want to touch on, and it's very important. And this is my instructional sort of slash inspirational part of the program. 
if you will. I have said in the past, you're probably tired of hearing me say it, but I'm going to say it again, that the Second Amendment is the most important amendment of our Constitution. You say, what? How can you say that? Here's why, and I'm going to fit all of this into three and a half minutes, so hang on. First Amendment of the Constitution, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Folks, if we don't have guns, how would we ever be assured that we had the right to peaceably assemble when we could never enforce are peaceable assembling because the other side, whether it's an army, whether it's a, a police state under Democrats, because they're the ones that are into, into guns, but only guns that are with people that they have control over, i.e. the government. They don't want independent people thinking armed, being armed, because we stand in their way of a totalitarian control. What freedom of speech do you have if you also don't have the right to defend yourself? You can't go out and freely speak. You don't have any means to defend yourself or the press to defend itself or the people to peaceably assemble. Practice the free exercise of religion? I, I think not. Look, I, I laud and applaud churches. I was in one last week where a whole bunch of people were packing. God bless them. you got to do that. But if you couldn't do that, who's going to protect you? Certainly not the government. They're whatever. Well, like they say, when seconds count, the police are minutes away. God bless the police, but they can't respond in time. We don't have a personal protector for each and every one of us. But the left loves guns in government when the left is in power. Adolf Hitler did, Stalin, Mussolini, Fidel Castro, Pol Pot, Idi Amin, Kim Jong, whomever. How about this one? The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. That's the Fourth Amendment. What protection, what does the Fourth Amendment to be secure in our effects and in our places of abode from unreasonable searches and seizures if we didn't have arms? Look, they're supposed to get, police are supposed to get a warrant. God bless the police. But if they don't get a warrant... And there are a few things where warrants are not necessary and required. I, I get that. I know that. I'm not going to get into it. But the fact of the matter is, because people are armed, it's what keeps a totalitarian police force, if one should develop, from just coming to your house, kicking in your door, and sticking a gun to your head while you're in bed and telling you to get up, get dressed, and come down to the police station. The Fourth Amendment is not worth Jack Diddley squat without the right to keep and bear arms. And because we are one of the few countries, precious few, that have that right, folks, we are one of the precious few that have the liberty to live like we do. We are in a blessed land. But there are those out there, and they are growing in number, and they are being taught to hate this country and to destroy the blessing upon which this country was founded. Not on my watch. I may not be successful, but I'm going to do all I can do. God bless you. Sit tall in the saddle, America. Remember, you ride for the brand. Brand of Jesus Christ. Will you all see you next week? KKXX Paradise K280GL Chico and K283AR News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh told lawmakers during his confirmation hearing at the Senate Judiciary Committee today 
he can't commit to recusing himself from any civil or criminal case involving the president that might come before the court. Kavanaugh says it's an issue of judicial independence. One key facet of independence of the judiciary, as I've studied the history of nominees, is not to uh, make commitments on particular cases. Telling Senator Richard Blumenthal... You may disagree with this, but this is part of what I see as independence of the judiciary. Well, I do disagree, and I am... Blumenthal calling it uncharted territory. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. A newspaper column said to be written from inside the White House staff has drawn a blast from the president. The anonymously published New York Times op-ed says there is a group of White House officials dedicated to protecting the country from the worst impulses of the president, who the writer labeled erratic, ill-informed, and amoral. It got under Trump's skin. So when you tell me about some anonymous source within the administration, probably who's failing... And probably here for all the wrong reasons. Trump staged a ceremony with a group of sheriffs at the White House to which he brought a sheaf of statistics, which he said demonstrated the country's doing better under his administration, and he aimed a favorite epithet at the Times, which he claimed is failing. I'm Warren Levinson. Google has skipped a Senate intelligence hearing on efforts by social media companies to prevent disinformation and election meddling. Florida Republican Marco Rubio says Google